Good evening and welcome to the Vegan Hour. This is episode 21 on October, Tuesday, October the 29th. I got that all correct, I hope. <laughs> Tonight I have Kia Pietz from Plant Nutrition in and Wellness. I got that correct too, I hope. <laughs> welcome, welcome along Kia. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, let's just uh, mention that the Vegan Hour is brought to you by Vegan Frothers, Cruelty Free Clothing, and also Cindian Natural Food Products, which you can get Australia-wide, and they're all GMO-free and gluten-free and um, really yummy. So I just want to mention, whilst people are coming online, I can see people coming online, I just want to mention um, a couple of events coming up tomorrow night. If you're on the Gold Coast, drop into BKA Vegan Restaurant in Burley Heads, one of my all-time favorite fully vegan restaurants, and you can get, uh, have you ever been there to BKA in Berlin? No, I haven't. No. I, I only just heard about it last week. It's oh, new, really? isn't it? Uh, it's been open almost a year. It opened, um, yeah. I think, uh, at the end of last year. So Yeah, really need to go. Yeah, drop drop in there and um, on Wednesday nights you can get uh, their, their bowl. They call it bowling night. Bowls of food for $12. Um, and it's, mm. yeah, it's, it's really good. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's tomorrow night. And also coming up from uh, the 1st of December is uh, Vegan Frothers are doing their Tour de Froth. Now the Tour de Froth is a, is a uh, bicycle um, ride that goes from the Gold Coast to Adelaide from December the 1st to December the 31st. And it is a life-changing bike tour um, that is raising awareness for alternate, alternate, alternative, hang on, I'm having trouble with words now, and raising awareness for <laughs> alternative and ethical choices for a better world. So you can join them uh, from the Gold Coast to Adelaide or for, or different legs of the tour, and uh, you can, or you can sponsor them as well. So that's the uh, Tour de Froth, and this is the second year. They ran it last year, and it looked pretty damn awesome. So, um, and mm. as you know, uh, Kia, they're, they're pretty good people uh, that, that do it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, I was talking to them about them, and it sounds really cool. Yes, yeah. Is that your sort of thing, uh, riding a bike? Uh, is that... Uh, I'm probably not the best at it. I've got I've got a bike, so that's a good yeah. start. Okay. I haven't fallen over recently, but my bike <laughs> is one of those like ones with the little the, like the basket at the front, and it's pretty heavy, and it probably takes. I like I I used to ride it to university quite a lot and to like the hospital when I was working there, and it yeah. would just be like everyone would just zoom past. And I was just there riding along, so it's really fun. But it's, I think I, I think I need to get a, a probably a, a better bike to work to ride. You know, to ride to Adelaide. I, yeah, to ride to Adelaide. <laughs> I don't think my bike would make it very far. Um, so yeah, it's on my list well, of things to do in life. Yeah. Well, you can ride some of the way and catch their bus the rest of the way. They have a support bus. So, oh, awesome. So for those that have just joined us, if you've missed, missed the introduction, I have Kia Pietz from Plant Nutrition and Wellness. And tonight we're going to be talking all about health. Or you're going to be talking all about health and I'm going to be listening and learning. And hopefully our wonderful viewers have some questions for us as well. So I want yeah. to find out first from you, your vegan journey, your awakening, your awareness, why you're vegan, how you became vegan, and uh, you know, a few other things that may have happened along the way that that fit in with the story. So please, let's yeah. find out about Kia. Yeah. yeah, so I think my vegan journey probably started about 10 years ago when I wasn't vegan. Mm -hmm. um, so probably first started when I got a dog and um, surprisingly, if you meet me now, you definitely think otherwise. I wasn't really an animal person growing up. Um, I didn't really understand the whole pet thing. I didn't really understand the whole dog thing. I didn't really have a good track record of keeping fish alive. So, and we, we never, we, like my parents never let me get a dog when I was growing up and probably in those younger years, which I think would probably be quite important. Um, I definitely get my kids to get a dog. Anyway, so we did get this dog. So her name was Cookie. Um, and we got her off the side of the road, road in Harvey Bay, which if you don't know where Harvey Bay is, it's this little town it's up in yeah, North God's, Queensland. God's waiting room. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, we li- yeah, I bought her for about fifty bucks. She was covered in fleas. Uh, I was quite young at the time as well. <laughs> um, and um, but that kind of you know made me get that affection from dogs that yes. I didn't really have before. Like honestly, previously, you know, people would say, "Oh yeah, um, I need to go home and hang out with my dog, or I need to do this for my dog," and I'd be like, "Why? It's literally a dog." Um, but after I got her things started to change and I started to I actually started to understand animals a lot more isn't it wonderful when that happens yeah it is and now I've got like that that was my family dog and now we've got my like my own dog me and my partner have our dog Luna who is literally like I love her so much she is just a part of my soul um and you know and but at, at the same time you know even just having cookie it started to raise those questions for me it started to you know make me wonder okay you know why are we why are we eating kind of animals like why would we have chickens you know on our plate but you know the dog you know it's it's not on that on that same line like why what, what's the difference essentially be eating chicken for dinner versus eating dogs for dinner and kind of that speciesism you know why do we rank one animal more highly than the other mm. um so yeah. it started for me to ask a lot of questions so I, one one of my friends was vegetarian at the time so i decided to kind of make that switch to go pescatarian firstly um, and then I moved to vegetarianism and then it was after a few different things that happened in my life. So I did have a bit of an eating disorder growing up as well, which I actually, you know, one of the biggest things for me that helped me overcome that was actually going vegan because in that journey, I started to learn a lot more about nutrition um, and educate myself about nutrition. And I, and I, you know, there was a lot of, I followed a lot of YouTubers, which, you know, at the time probably didn't give the best nutrition advice, but it <laughs> definitely kind of made me, encouraged me to eat more because, you know, I saw these people thriving so well on a vegan diet. Mm. Um, yeah. So then I also um, had a friend who worked with me um, who was vegetarian and pestered me every single day about why mm. I was a vegan and that did help as well. Um, and then I made the transition to go vegan. And that was probably at the same time that I actually started to look into what was happening in the eggs and the, well, I didn't really eat too much eggs. It was more the dairy. I really liked yogurt. Um, but I started to realize what was happening in the animal agriculture industry and specifically the milk industry yeah. and in terms of, you know, how they take the bobby cows away um, and how, you know, cows are artificially inseminated repetitively. And that's something that, it's, it sounds quite stupid, but I think a lot of people, myself included, didn't realize that to produce milk, cows need to be pregnant or they need to have, you know, yes. kids, um, a baby. Yes. Um, and yes. that's something we don't, we, a no. lot of people, I'm like, yeah, we don't realize. Yeah. yeah. It, we don't we don't yeah. really question it until we we start thinking a little bit deeper about the whole what's going on you know exactly exactly so then i um because of my interest in food and being plant-based and everything like that so then that kind of led me to go study a bachelor of nutrition and dietetics um mm. with honors at cut and um, my original first preference was it and law so it's changed a little bit <laughs> um so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway so then i went and studied and um, uh, you know uh, nutrition at uni and um, I was fortunate enough to get into the degree straight from school uh, because it can be a bit of a hard degree to get into okay, um, yeah. but it was it was awesome it was awesome it was four-year course and a lot of people do ask me this question about what it's like studying nutrition and um, yeah. being vegan and um, in those traditional models and it's actually fine there's no real issues a lot of the stuff that we learned interchangeable to plant-based nutrition um, no. we probably don't go enough in enough depth with plant-based yeah. nutrition so it's like yeah. that's why i've had to do a lot of extra study um yeah. but all the same principles generally apply because human metabolism doesn't tend to change and that's what we learn a lot about um right. so kind of basic fundamentals there and um, right. saying that we did have a lot of food practicals where there right. was a lot of animal products in um and I couldn't eat anything, most food packs for the whole year, um, wow. which is really frustrating. Um, and, you know, but, you know, that's what happens when you go to university sometimes in traditional models, etc. So I think it's, wow. I don't know, I don't know if it'll change anytime soon, but well, hopefully it, it's changing. And 
is it has it been changing? Has the course changed over it, time? Do you know? The course, the, well, the course has changed itself, but yeah. those particular food science trusts, I'm not sure about. I don't think they have. I highly doubt they have. But no. dietetics in general, over the last yes. year at least, has yeah. definitely changed. There's a oh, huge good. push for a lot more plant-based nutrition stuff. So you know, yes. a lot of the webinars that are coming out now. It's all about plant-based nutrition. Um, yeah. A lot of the emails we get from the big dietetic companies is all, you know, showing all this research about plant-based nutrition. You know, I got kind of an email the other day that was they gave you like a plant-based meal plan as part of it. So I think it's I think it's good um, because a lot of people, you know, you know that that generally comes from you know a, a lot of dietitians out there must be getting clients that are asking for that too. And, you know, like we talked about just before, you know, the world, mm. especially this year in particular, is changing and moving towards that more vegan and vegetarian diet. Yes, um, a lot yeah, of awareness. So, I, I wanted yeah. to ask you just in, in, in the middle of all that, I just wanted to go back to yeah. what you're saying, how um, you originally went pescatarian before you went vegan. Yes. And I just yes. wonder, because th that is something I hear from people, you know, and I think, what is this... Um, I shouldn't use the word obsession, but why is it that people still keep eating fish? I mean, what was it for you? Why, why not? You know, why not just drop it all? All the animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, look, it was so long ago. I can't even remember. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it's probably a taste thing. So I right. actually really okay. didn't like meat growing up. Like yeah. I hated steak. My favorite yeah. dish at home was African sweet potato stew, which is like sweet potatoes and rice. Nice. Um, nice. And, but I did like fish, especially tin tuna and smoked salmon. I didn't really like any other fish. Yeah. And I think because I originally got into it from like a, you know, an animal point of view, but also probably I knew more about the health sides of things too. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I started, because like, you know, when I had like my eating disorder, I was really like, oh, you know, that's bad for you. That's good for you. And like a yeah. lot of things would be like, fish is good for you. Uh, so, yeah. that's, so you, that's so you probably, still believe that? That's probably... Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I probably still believe. And when you're in that yeah. kind of disordered state of mind, you can't really make great food choices anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yes. so I think that's probably where I probably... To be fair, though, I don't think that stage lasted very long. I'm pretty sure I was pescatarian right. for about a month or two. And oh, then I went to vegetarianism. Yeah, okay. no, it wasn't very long. But oh, it was just right. kind of that bridge, that bridge between, you know, meat and not meat. And also my family wasn't... I don't think that most, like, a lot of parents get scared when their teenage daughter is, um, you know, going, you know, cutting meat out of their diet because my family is South African and so they're uh, really, uh, like, like meat is, like, a huge part of our diet, yeah. like, yeah. traditionally, you know, corvus and, yeah. uh, like, bullpong and stuff like that. So, you yeah, know, it's, wow. it's definitely something that, and, like, look, when that happened 10 years ago or so, like, it was like hard for me in social situations you know there's like no one knew what even vegetarian was you know no one knew what <coughs> let alone veganism um mm. it which just shows how far we've come because i think oh, yeah. most people say you know vegan or vegetarian at least most people are going to understand um, yes. but back then yeah definitely not as much yeah the, the awareness has increased amazingly every year it's it's it just astounds me how much more the awareness increases so yeah, which is awesome. <clears throat> so you were okay. So you did your your um, your studies, and yep. um, and you and obviously being the intelligent person you are, you flew through them with flying colours. Yeah, so all finished thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then I so during that time actually, so from when I started my degree um, yeah. uh, in two thousand and thirteen. Um, yeah. I started my Instagram account at the same time mm -hmm. as well. So mm. um, for those who don't follow me, at the plant-based underscore dietitian. Um, but previously it was eat clean, drink green, stay lean, and then dietitian daily. But what that allows me to get is a platform to kind of, you know, share my nutrition knowledge and share like my food as well. Um, and look, looking back, if you see my photos, because I never really delete anything from back then, they're terrible um, <laughs> in quality. Cameras have come a long way. But yes, that, kind yes. of, that, that was a really important thing for me to have. So I had that the entire way through my degree. And that is primary one of the big reasons as to why I started my business as well, because I did have that platform and I did have a bit of a following there um, and started kind of making that name for myself in like, vegan nutrition. 
Um, mm-hmm. So then when I finished university, I started Plant Nutrition and Wellness, um, which is my company that we have now. Um, there's a team of me and another dietitian. Um, yes. And we do, we have, we're based in um, Hamilton and we're based in Morningside and Springfield as well. Um, and we offer, we see clients for a range of conditions, but you know, one of our primary focuses is, is that like vegan nutrition um, area. Um, and so we see one on one consults and then we also do our workshops and seminars as well. Um, and we're I'm trialing a few different things so over the next kind of few months things may change because I'm trying to you know uh, get more into the online space um, right yeah that. so we'll we'll see how that goes yes that's um, for, for all of us that are time poor and, and make it easier to be online like we are now <laughs> yeah exactly because yeah. I guess one of yeah. the big the big things I see is you know just people just people don't know what to eat at all or they don't know where to get the nutrition information from that's actually credible um, right. so you know there's all this nutrition information that comes like it's information overload we have this i think in society because we we have this instant access to information on on from our fingers you know with google and instagram yeah. and you know um yeah. and tv and radio and everything and you know yes. the thing about nutrition is it's not a regulated profession and everyone right. has an opinion on nutrition as well. So in terms of, you know, you could call yourself a nutritionist if you wanted to. You know, there's mm. nothing stopping you from doing that. You would actually probably get in no trouble at all if you called it called yourself a nutritionist. What without um, any qualifications? Without any th- qualifications, yeah. Wow. Um, you could <laughs> also call yourself a dietitian without any qualifications as well. It's only accredited practicing dietitian that's regulated. So what yes. what this means is essentially anyone can go give anyone nutrition information and they don't have to have any qualifications or let alone like you could go buy you know like i said you could go call yourself a nutritionist you could go buy a six-week course of group or not call yourself a nutritionist you know so like the big thing i always say is you know make sure if you're going to see a nutritionist or a dietitian make sure you look and see where their qualifications are from so that they actually have reputable qualifications yes. um so like yeah. for us as dietitians we have like uh you know code of ethics we have to uh, stand by um we've got like a lot of things that we we can't do and we can do um but then also we have to kind of keep up that cpd like continual professional development each year and to make sure we kind of keep our accreditation as well um I think one, yeah. one, one of the things I notice in, in with, you know, with the quality of the information that's, that's available, you know, when people are, you know, you said that people don't know what to eat and there's, there's like mm-hmm. an overwhelm of information and how accurate is it? What's the quality like? Um, one of the things that I pay particular attention to is, um, like the, what I call the vested interest, you know, why yeah. um, are people saying a certain thing? And, a lot of uh, documentaries, like what you say, What the Health, and um, even um, uh, Mike the Vegan. I don't, I don't, if you heard of him, he does YouTube uh, videos. He researches. Is he a uh, no, definitely not a bodybuilder. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's, okay. no. He's, no, he's no more a bodybuilder than I'm a space cadet. But he's no, no he's not he's definitely not. But he's very, very good at researching the behind behind the scenes of the health information that is presented from you know because um i want to get into talking about game changes tonight but but um one of the things that he's had to present videos on recently is all these uh other youtube videos that are coming out trying to debunk game changes right so Mm -hmm. and you know we'll talk about that in a minute but um he he goes in and, and and researches why you know why are certain people picking on game changers and then he finds out where follow the money trail basically you know Mm, he follows the money trail and he finds out who's behind the you know and suddenly the credibility or the quality of the information that they are saying and the suggestions that they are saying of you know do this and do that which which has been proven um through scientific research to be bad for your health the reasons why they're saying it is because there's a money trail leading back to whoever's supporting them and 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 they're basically just a front man for a certain industry you know so um i think that's the hard thing for the average person to go online and read this information and without knowing its credibility because 
you know, really a lot of these people, in my opinion, are just salesmen of, of sorts for, um, you know, meat and dairy industry or, or similar, mm -hmm. you know. So, so it's mm -hmm. very, I understand how difficult it would be for the average person. And I've spoken to a lot of people that pre-vegan, they were very confused. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't work it out. So yeah. this is what... Oh, so look, this it's is like, what, it's like... Sorry, it's like it's like it's like research in general like it's always like if you're looking mm -hmm. at it like i'm looking like uh taking apart a research paper is definitely a skill um mm -hmm. you know i don't generally assume that the average person knows how to do it but it's i guess one thing to always look at for is look at you know who's sponsoring the paper mm -hmm. i understand a lot of the time that you know to be able to do these huge research trials, there needs to be money there and the money has yes. to come from somewhere. Yes. Um, and generally, you know, this Australian banana company is probably not funding it. Um, but, you know, I guess, you know, if it's kind of like a, for example, say a milk company, right? And yeah. then the research is showing that, you know, there's some sort of positive association there, which, you know, surely there, will, there definitely will be in some studies. Um, but, you know, if it's funded by the the milk company as well, you know, you have to always kind of, you know, take that into consideration yeah. and yeah. question a few things. Mm. You definitely do because, I mean, you know, why are they putting money into it? <laughs> why mm. are they I always say, exactly, exactly, I always say be sceptical. The best thing you can do yeah. is always be sceptical and question absolutely everything. And like you yes. said, why, why, why they're doing things, you know, yeah, exactly. why they're yeah. promoting this product. Do they have a yeah. vested interest? Now, mm. uh, one of the um, one of the things talking about all this, and I just mentioned a, a minute ago there, I mentioned game changers. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is one of the, in my opinion, um, the most uh, motivating uh, documentary uh, on on the power of plants. <laughs> That, uh, that I've ever seen and, and I, I was so inspired by it that I went back and watched it again uh, two nights later at the cinema um, and yeah. I didn't care that it was $20 a ticket it was like or $22 a ticket it was like it doesn't matter this thing is just blowing my mind I love it it is fantastic and it's it's yeah. you know and it's so mainstream it became iTunes biggest selling documentary in the first week you know, and it's just, and it's gonna, it's going, you know, it's on Netflix, it's going to some, it's gonna be shared. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's gonna be shared in China or something on some platform that is so bigger than Netflix that it's, you know, yeah. it's like, wow. So suddenly we've got this hitting mm. mainstream. Now, I believe, yeah. I believe you're actually in your field, you're getting a positive, you're seeing a positive response from this documentary already, which has only been out a few weeks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, I just have to say, I haven't seen. Even though I haven't seen it, you I've personally haven't so seen much, it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I could pretty much see it because everyone has told me about it. I keep on hearing this every day. Yeah, I was supposed to watch it because I was supposed to do a talk with James Astey at the screening, right. but then they right. had to cancel the screening because of Netflix promotional rights or anything because it was the day after that it just came out on Netflix um, right. and I haven't gone around to watching it yet so I'm planning to watch it tomorrow night um, but saying that I've seen you know this immense growth of people interested in plant-based nutrition since that so just in terms of what I've experienced just in a day-to-day -day clinical perspective so many more people are coming and seeing me, um, which is awesome because, you know, that means that more people are interested in plant-based nutrition. So many more people are messaging me in general. So whether that be on Facebook, on Instagram or anything. So again, with a lot of them saying, you know, oh, I watched, um, I watched Game Changers and what, what do I do, blah, 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 blah. A lot of my old clients have started messaging me as well because a lot of my clients who weren't ever vegan and just see me mm. for other conditions and they kind of didn't go down the vegan path but they mm. knew i was um mm. they're now saying oh i've watched game changes um I'm, i want to go plant-based i want to go vegan which is awesome like that like absolutely makes my day because you yeah. know i've seen these people from the other side where they've been like no no i don't want to do it and so now oh yeah this is awesome like this is gonna you know make me feel awesome and then you know even like you know, um, just people who, you know, I, I'm friends with just mess like people that you would never, ever, ever pick 
would mm-hmm. ever kind of look into plant-based or vegan eating um and especially guys i find because guys are often mm. the one that's a little bit harder to get a lot over the line and um, okay. they're now going oh yeah um yeah. you know I, I i'm thinking about going vegan like, you know what do i do how do i start um which is absolutely awesome so yeah so you know a lot like like i've said I haven't watched it, but you could feel like I've watched it because everyone's telling me everything that's happened in the entire movie. <laughs> and you just like, you know, it's, it's insane. It's insane the absolute response it's gotten. And I think the reason why is because they've got a lot of, you know, famous athletes. And obviously yeah. it's been produced really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's making people question their beliefs. And I think that's something right. is, you know, we, we, you don't know what you don't know. Right, you, you, we grow up in this world where we're constantly told, "Yeah, we need dairy for your calcium. You need meat because you know we need protein." You know, you never think to think outside of the box. It's not until you see people who are, you know, athletes, right? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, etc., mm. that are mm. thriving and doing amazingly. Mm. Um, you know, eating a completely yeah. different way um, yeah. that makes you kind of go, "Okay, you know, I should probably, you know, take a step back and." probably listen to what this person has to say um because unfortunately when it comes from like your dietitian or anything is you know people don't always want to listen um but sometimes when it comes from yeah so what you're saying is it has a high level of credibility it has a high level of credibility when it's from influential people yes yeah yeah and yeah. it's a, it is just so encouraging to hear that flow through that you are you're experiencing in, in your mm. business and and if you're yeah. experiencing it I, I can you know extrapolate that and say it must be happening you know with other dietitians yeah. you know, plant-based dietitians and you know it, it yeah, obviously it would food be companies, i'm sure like and yeah. all the kind of you know vegan restaurants yeah. in, the, in brisbane or like, yeah. well, probably in the world as well yeah. um yeah. and everything yeah i'm sure like you know and look you know we we saw that response you know with the vegan expo anyway and that was the day before the game changes came out i can't can't even imagine what it would have been like you know if it came out the week off like if the expo was mm. the week after mm-hmm. oh that would be oh, absolutely insane but so I think the ma- big thing is Netflix. Netflix yeah. is probably one of the most, the biggest reasons why that was such a biggest success, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Because it's such, like, um, look, you know, you, you got to realise why Netflix probably bought it because they knew it was probably going to make them a lot of money. Um, but who cares? You know, well, what's interesting, out there? I heard, I heard uh, what, uh, a little bit behind the scenes about that, that uh, Netflix wanted exclusive rights for Game Changers. Yeah. And yeah. and they 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 said no, we we're not going to give you exclusive rights because we want to be able to share game changes through a whole heap of different platforms. So they so they negotiated some way for Netflix to show it and for them to still have the rights to show it through other areas mm-hmm. other than Netflix. So that was I think that's so, that's why 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 one of the reasons why the thing got cancelled the other night as well because of the exclusive rights or they were in talks with them and whatnot. I'm not sure. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned there a minute ago the Brisbane Vegan Expo. For those people that are watching that may not be aware that that was on uh, not the weekend just gone, but the weekend prior to that. And yeah. um, you were there. You were you were uh, you were giving some uh, talks there. Yeah, I gave a talk yes, on the and Sunday, and I on the Sunday, and you had a stall there as well. Yeah, I had a stall there. Both tell days, us, which is tell cool. us all about your experiences there. How it was for you? Yeah, so Vegan Expo was awesome, and super shout out to Lisa for organising mm. such a fantastic event. Yeah, good on you, Lisa. Amazing. Yeah, she's a legend. Absolutely mm. awesome. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was um, so Brisbane's first vegan expo. I've never been to something that huge. It was massive. There was so many different, you know, stalls there, and so I had a little stall there. Um, as a dietitian, it can be sometimes a bit hard when you have a stall at an expo because you're literally just selling services. Um, mm. But we had we had there we had um, information on how a dietitian can help with a vegan diet recipes we were doing health screenings as well so checking people's blood pressure their diet um, their um, like their 
offset BMI, like weight and height and like physical body composition as well. Um, we also were, what else were we doing? Oh, we were giving away our free ebook as well. So we're getting people's emails down to send that out to them as well. Um, so that, and we like got a massive response and we had like a lot of people just come chat to us. Like I think mm. I probably, you know, I think just in those few days we got probably made 400 or 600 emails for like sending that ebook out. Wow. Um, and so, you know, that's just kind of like, and, and like not even everyone wrote down their email. So a lot of people just came and chatted to us. So there wow. was absolutely hundreds of people there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was absolutely awesome. I think so. They sold about 4,000 tickets pre the event. And um, I think they said they estimated around probably 6,000 people went. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was more. I think um, it felt like more than that just on the Saturday. <laughs> on the Saturday, the Saturday was absolutely insane. The lines were outside of the door. And I had myself, my other dietitian, Annette, and one of our intern, Bryce, uh, we were all working at the store. And yeah. we, were just, we were flat off our feet. I'm so glad there was three of us. And um, because it was it was absolutely so hectic, um, and yeah, and you know, a lot of what they said was a lot of the businesses just sold out of their food on the first day. Yes, um, and you know, so yes. uh, what they had prepared for the whole weekend, um, and so yeah, and then I on the, yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Like I like it just kind of shows how big the kind of vegan movement become in the last you know few couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, it's absolutely, I yeah, mean, it's, it's one, huge. one, one thing that, um, you know, one thing that a, a thought that occurred to me is that it would be ideal if everyone was going vegan for ethical reasons, you know, that would yeah. be the ideal motivation, obviously, because it, it, it is, that is the bottom line, right? But we know mm -hmm. that it doesn't work that way in the real world. Mm -hmm. Your experience has shown that? Yeah, exactly. Example yeah. A. And also what I hear from my clients all the time, because one of the big questions I ask everyone is why they went vegan. Because um, I like to hear yeah. people's stories. Um, yes. And majority of the time, they say they went in for one, like I probably I would say 90% of the time, they say they went in for one reason, whether it be ethical or yeah. health or whatever. And they end up doing it for all like ethical health and environmental reasons. So, you know, yeah. I feel like, there's there's always going to be one reason why someone gets in it but i think when you dive into the vegan community um you you tend to learn about all the things so you know mm. you know you might start off by watching uh folks overnight and learn about the mm. health things then you go watch earthlings and learn about the animal stuff and then you go watch mm. cowspiracy and learn about the environmental stuff so um i think it's it, it's you know it's it's just, it's a journey and everyone's journey is different you know some some people go vegan overnight and that's awesome mm. and mm. if you can do that that's great but like i know for myself i couldn't do that um and a lot of people can't and that's okay so i always say don't feel pressured but the more plant-based foods that you get in your diet the less animal products you you, you consume naturally over time so i always like to focus on you know what you can bring in rather than what you're excluding right um, okay like over, over time you'll you'll find that, you know, some people will take a week, some people will take a month, and yeah. that you'll naturally reduce those animal products out of your diet. And for some you'll people, they, they prefer that, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like those meat alternatives and stuff like that they've got in the supermarkets these days are great for that transition phase. Yeah. I generally say they're not overly, overly healthy long-term, yes. but they are really good for when you are transitioning and you want to go from mint meat to like funky fields or... It's yeah. Change the same purely meat. Yes, I think yeah they do serve a purpose there if they can get them, mm. if they can help somebody transition and and then mm. and then uh, you can help with the education yeah. in in making the 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 food the vegan food that they're eating a healthier version of the vegan food they're eating making it more plant-based yeah. than, than processed. Exactly. Yeah, so that whole food plant-based is whole food plant when you're the best um, in terms of, you know, your health and nutrition, your body thrives on whole foods, yeah. not so much the processed foods, but also from like a, you know, animal, like not animal agriculture, but uh, processing and agricultural point of view. Yes. Look, I haven't personally looked into the research of this, but I'm sure there's a lot more, you know, things like water and energy used up. Oh, yes. You know, yes. Production and manufacturing of these more processed products than there would in, 
you know, sprouting yeah. some brown rice or chickpeas. Yes, definitely. It's um, yes. From that point of view, uh, some of this processed food can be not particularly brilliant at all. So it's um, yeah. And uh, oh, Damien from um, uh, <laughs> from uh, Gardener Vegan says hello. Hello, Damien. Thank you for watching. Um, the um, so what I want to find out from you also is um, what I love hearing is success stories, turnarounds, you know, like people that have come to you that um, without going into personal details, is it possible to um, sort of give us some ideas of some success stories yeah. where people have sort yeah. of presented with issues and then you've been able to help them out? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had this one lady, so let's call her, what should we call her? Sarah, okay? <laughs> so I started seeing Sarah, I think it was probably about two years ago, mm. uh, she uh, got referred to me from a doctor for high cholesterol and also weight loss. So she was, yeah. she was, I think she was probably around the 110, 120 kilo mark, maybe wow. a BMI of about 35-ish, so wow. she was overweight. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, sorry, no, 35, so between 30 and 35, so that's like the obese class one range. Um, right. And yeah, so essentially, she was, she was super open to a change. So for her, you know, I kind of talked to her about plant-based eating. So I talked to her like I do with a lot of my clients. I don't really say, go vegan. I always say, you know, let's start to incorporate more vegetables. Let's start to incorporate yes. more whole bread. Let's start yes. to, you know, reduce those frequency that you're having meat. And I always focus on red meats at first because I, oh, the right. initially, because that's the one we know is linked with the most chronic diseases. Um, yes. And rather having your chicken and your fish and incorporating more plant-based proteins, then more tofu and just kind of keeping it as fish to last. And then we reduce out the fish. And, um, and while we were doing those, changing those proteins, we were trialing her on different sort of plant-based milk. So like your almond you're, you know i feel like you have to try a lot of different ones um yeah. and anyway so she probably about about maybe a month or two later she started and um, going oh okay you know yeah i really want to like i like i actually know i told her to watch, watch some documentaries too um uh -huh. and, yeah, what did you recommend all seven knives is generally my yeah. kind of go-to one yes. like look i always like i always say there's always inaccuracies with my documentaries you know there's always yeah. they always kind of exaggerate things but the, the message is still the same seeing more plant-based foods is always going to be better for your health and anyway so we kind of um you know so for me about two months later she started feeling a lot better and like she came to me and she's like here i've like done all this stuff like you know what you've told me and i think i i think i want to kind of go fully plant-based and anyway, so so she ended up going fully plant-based and, you know, I was working her, with her for about a year and she ended up, I think she, she must have lost about, I think about 30 kilos or so and she got right within, she didn't get to the healthy weight range technically from a BMI perspective, but she got very, very close. But the big thing, she was able to sustain it as well and she wasn't following any strict diet, she wasn't living a life of restriction. Um, she was just eating foods that made her felt good. And the thing yeah. is, she was eating a lot more food than she was previously. Because right. the thing is, you know, what um, what a lot of people don't realize is when you're eating a lot of processed foods, and especially like meat and cheese and things like that, mm. they're very, very high in calorie density. So, right. you know, you, you can eat a small amount and it doesn't feel like a lot and it isn't a lot, but it's very high in calories where from veggies and fruit, they're very, very low in calorie density. Yeah. So you can eat a lot and make yourself feel full, but you're, you're not going to kind of reach above your daily calorie needs or anything like that. And it's an easy way to lose weight and kind of more get to that weight that your body needs. Um, mm. Because the research shows that 98% of people that, you know, lose weight gain it back within two years. 98% um, anyway, I know, it's wow. very depressing, I know. Um, wow. I'd be interested to do research looking at people doing whole food plant-based though. Actually, and, Damien, yeah. Damien just said, I love how this happens, yeah. I eat so much more than I ever used to. Yeah, exactly. Because your body, your body wants to be healthy, and I think yeah, the best, of course. best the, the best results for my patients, or I generally see in, 
is is not when necessarily they lose weight or they reduce their cholesterol, but it's when they say, "Here, I feel so much more energized and I feel so much healthier than before." Yeah. And that kind of makes my day. You know, I like, oh, yeah. really like that. That's, that's, so, yeah. that's so beautiful. You've given them quality of life back. Yeah, exactly. And the good thing about her as well is she came in, she was actually referred for high cholesterol. Um, yeah. And one of the big things that, like, literally the thing that I educate people on with reducing cholesterol is the main thing that increases your cholesterol, so your LDL, which is your low-density lipoprotein, um, yeah. which is your bad cholesterol, the main yeah. thing that increases that is your saturated fat uh, and that's what we primarily find from your meat primarily your red meat and pork but also all your meat products and all your animal products have saturated fat and cheese mm. and cream and mm. so we want to limit those as much as possible you want to limit all your animal products and then what you want to actually increase is all your 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 plant-based foods so that's all your fruits your veggies your whole grains your legumes and like your soy products and nuts and seeds and the reason for that being is the fiber that we find in that so yes. specifically the soluble fiber grabs yes. onto the cholesterol and takes it out of your body so ah, right. her, her cholesterol reduced i think it was a, her ldl which is a bad one generally should be below two and i think it was sitting at probably about 4.5 at the start wow. and yeah. now it's kind of at like 1.8 or 1. Yeah, 1.8 or 1.7. So mm. she's gone off, like she was originally on cholesterol medication and she's gone off cholesterol medication and managed to kind of keep her cholesterol within that, you know, normal range where we want it to be just by eating, you know, a whole food plant-based diet. I and love so it. Yeah, so she's done amazingly. She, yeah, but, but really a couple of couple of comments have come through there. Damien says he lost 40 kilograms eating more food because it was the right sort of food. You know, that's, the, you know, well, I yeah. put that right bit in, but, exactly. but um, yeah. Emma, gives, Emma gives you the thumbs up. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and Trish says, my hubby eats like a plague of locusts. Uh-huh. <laughs> my partner does that too, literally. And he's like a twig. Well, he's not a twig, but he, you know, super, super fit and eats Actually, so much food. Actually, one of the things you said there really got me thinking, um, and it's, it's talking about the, the, the calorie um, density, would that be the right word, of, of, of foods? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things, I, I think you're probably aware that I've been vegan uh, almost 40 years now, it's 39 years, yeah. so it's a long time. Yeah. And I was a twig when I started. I was, I was so, so skinny that I don't, I don't think I'll even show the photos of how skinny I was because <laughs> my ribs, my ribs were sticking out because I was raw, I was raw vegan. I was plant-based vegan. Oh, yeah. you know, so I was a, about as skinny as you. I was a head, a head on a stick. Basically, you know, it's just like, they used to call me Dickie Knee, but that's if nobody's watched Hey Hey It's Saturday, you know, they won't get that joke. But anyway, um, and um, you know, the, the the thing that I that's become like um, the, the the plague of the modern veganism uh, food situation is that we have so much processed f- vegan food mm. now that for yeah. somebody. And this is the excuse I'm going to use for myself. For somebody who's um, who's a long-term vegan who went for decades without a- any <laughs> of this stuff being around, right? Trying to keep me away from vegan ice cream and and vegan chocolate and ve- and all that now is like, it's just. I mean, you know, what does a poor fellow yeah. like me do who's just piled on the on the tummy fat because he just loves the fact mm. that it's like vegan heaven now? What do you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look, I love a bit of veggie chocolate or, you know, like, uh, you know, like I'm not going to deny that I don't eat that stuff here and there. Yeah, but I don't know where to stop or where to stop. Like (laughs) your diet should be, you know, 90% or no, actually I should say, you know, 90, probably a bit more like whole food plant-based. And I'd say, you know, if you're kind of keeping those treats the weekend or at least, you know, once a fortnight, it's generally okay. When it starts to sneak in every day or, you know, a couple of times a week, that's when, that's, yeah, that's when it kind of really adds up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's actually, that's a huge issue that I'm starting to see is I'm starting to see a lot of people that are going vegan, but um, 
yeah, they're eating a lot of processed foods. And when you, you know, and like, look, I know we talked about, oh, if it, oh no, like people always say, oh, it's vegan, it must be healthy. Yeah. But people, but no, but honestly, people believe yeah. that. And yeah. that, that's kind of concerning for me because, you know, I have people that just come, they're, they're junk food vegans. They're eating processed foods only all day. Yeah. And I'm not going to say you're going to get sicker than mm. someone who's eating processed meat all day because you'll mm. probably just get just as sick but it's, yeah. it's not it's, it's not healthy it's, and it's, it's not nutritious no. and like no. you know that's people who are doing it from maybe an ethical point of view and just haven't maybe yeah. educated themselves and look yeah. people are people are fine to do it from whatever point of view that they that they want to mm. but a lot of the research that we know that shows you know vegans and vegetarians have longer life expectancy and everything that's generally all based on the fact that they're eating those whole unprocessed foods right. and minimal processed products right. as well okay so just a couple of comments that come up there. Sim says, I'm the same with overeating goodies now because of <laughs> being vegan heaven. And and, yeah. uh, and Damien says, get on Garden of Vegan Meals. Yes, Damien. That's- well, actually, I do. Yeah. I always recommend. So the Garden of Vegan Meals, it's actually really good that we've got these meal delivery services yes. available these yes. days. Like Garden of Vegan, like I, yeah. they sent me some stuff a while back. And they're awesome. They're so tasty. And... That is one of the things I tell they people in their in their transitioning period um, at the start. You know, if they just don't know what to cook, is you know, go try that those sort of stuff so they get a few ideas. Um, but also, some people just kind of they, they get so busy with their lifestyle and they just mm. need something that's convenient. We live in mm. a convenient society. We need convenient yes. things, and that's yeah. why you know we finally we finally have food delivery service that are a lot nutritionally better you know they're yes. not just like say i don't know 5.4 or something like that where they have two vegan options you know when you go to like a restaurant and there's only two options yeah. it's highly irritating um, but like <laughs> there's so many different varieties as well and people i think for you know people who need that um, but yeah. also people that are just you know you know just unsure with what to eat it's such a good way to make sure you are being healthy um because it's whole one processed food and you know, tastes good too. Yeah, I think I like what you said there that uh, the studies that are done um, on the health benefits of uh, uh, are on whole food, plant based diets, not on processed yeah. <laughs> vegan food <laughs> diets. You know, yeah. which is you know, it's it's obvious. It's just that it's it's. I think it's the temptation thing, and you know? I think it's you know it's a it's just something that that as I say is a long term vegan for myself. It's like wow, all the stuff that I denied myself, all the goodies that I denied myself for so long, and now it's just everywhere. You know, it's like yeah. just you know, and it's like wow. There will come a point where I will recondition my thinking, or I will, you know, I will sort of become stricter with myself again and say, look, you know, you can't keep doing this, you know, because <laughs> it's only yeah. happened in the last few years where it's like wow, there's vegan restaurants everywhere. Let's go and support them. Let's go and have this wonderful food. Yeah. Let's have the vegan desserts. And, oh, look, yeah. if I'm going past the shops, I can get, go and get vegan this, vegan that. It's this vegan version of everything now, you know. This so never the one used thing to I be like say, this. If you yeah. feel like you're getting into this trap, start yeah. just writing down what you eat. Because when you start to write mm. down what you eat, and Good this advice. is the first thing I tell everyone who sees me, is when you write down what you eat, you become so much more consciously aware of how much or what what you're eating and when yeah. you're eating it and say for example the junk food stuff then if you're a bit more consciously aware of it then you can actually actively reduce it as well so yes. if you say if you, you do your food diet you see you're eating it every second day move it to every third day or every fourth day yeah. or keep it to the weekends or something like that yeah good advice i think that's great advice for anyone um, <laughs> watching and also for all the harry bowmans that may be around as well i think very good advice for them as well um i'm sure, that, I'm sure there's many people that yeah. <laughs> yes, Emma says good health is good advocacy, and uh, which is uh, well said, Emma. And it's interesting mm-hmm. actually to note that um, for myself, just finishing up on talking about that, that I actually do exercise a hell of a lot. So I still have, I mean, you know, because I I, I do, um, I ride the bicycle to and from work. I ride long distances on the weekends. I, I walk uh, every night that I'm that I've got free. I go for walks. I do home gym work. I do uh, I do laps in the pool. Um, you know, I, it's like I'd hate to think how we would be if we were how a person like me would be if I wasn't exercising. And just like 
wow so so, so yeah it, that's yeah that's a big thing because the one thing that a lot of people say is you know my metabolism slowed down and especially when you're reaching that yeah. you know, 40s 50s everyone's like oh yeah. i can't lose weight my metabolism like compare yourself to five-year-old children and your activity levels majority right. of adults are not running around as much as uh, we, we are as kids and exercise and even that you know incidental exercise trying to move around as much as you can is so so important for your health and keeping mm. your body functioning you know like they yeah. say you can't outrun a bad diet um, but yeah, the same is, you know you need you need to make sure that you are moving each day as well yes yeah and, and yeah so all, all very good advice <laughs> yeah so, exactly and look yeah so what are the what is the um when people present to you, you know, and they, and they need yeah. they need help, and they're not Harry Bowman. Um, what is yeah. some? What are the other common sort of um, things that they present with? What health issues do they present with? Um, so probably my most common one is high cholesterol, um, which, right. despite common thinking, majority of times, or I'd say ninety percent of times, is actually through diet that it goes high. Genetically, if you get high cholesterol, it's called familiar hypercholesteremia and your cholesterol levels are generally way higher than what they are um, when people present to me for just general high cholesterol. Um, so, again, so that's hang on. kind of... So, um, gene yeah. genetics play a, a part? Genetics can play a part. Like, right. genetics will always play a part in, you know, all conditions. Um, okay. But they do smell, they do play quite a small part in the majority of people getting high cholesterol. Okay, they only play a small part. Okay. Yeah. They only play a small part, unless yeah. you have a condition called familiar hypercholesteremia, right? Okay. Which is a yeah. genetic condition where your cholesterol levels are really, really high. And is that relatively rare? Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have um, heard previously that genetics only played a small part. So yeah, that, that's making hmm. sense to me. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. The other one that's very common is high blood pressure. So that one comes about again by weight is a huge thing but also again right. eating processed foods um, right. and having really really high salt levels in your diet is a big thing um, so one of the things we recommend is reducing red meat specifically um, and yeah. increasing majorly your intake of fruits and veggies so I kind of yeah. use a, something called the DASH diet which I modify dietary right. approaches to stop hypertension and that kind of encourages having five cups of five cups of uh, five pieces of fruit every day and at least kind of five plus cups of veggies. Um, another one I see a lot of is fatty liver disease. So with fatty liver disease, there's two, there's two main types. There's alcoholic fatty liver disease, which I don't see huge amounts of, but non-alcoholic yeah. fatty liver disease is really, really common. Um, yeah. A big one that causes that is having diets high in saturated fats. So again, that's those animal products that we talked about before that can really kind of encourage that and also being of a high body weight. Um, another huge one is diabetes, obviously. So uh, diabetes yeah, is common, yeah. probably the most common thing I see. It is yeah. plaguing the nation and it is preventable, mm. which is highly irritating and trust me, I work with a podiatrist here and back surgeons and stuff like that. And we see a lot of people with their toes getting chopped off. Um, oh. and yeah. And it's, it's, it's not fun. And look, it's, it's really, yeah. it's really sad. It's one of the leading yeah. causes of blindness in Australia. It's of the leading blindness. cause of, yeah, it's the leading cause of kidney disease as well. So yeah. what we're seeing today is we're seeing kids as young as 12 getting diagnosed with diabetes. Like I've heard that. Not the genetic. Yeah, not genetic type 1 diabetes, but the lifestyle one. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what that means is they're going to be ending up with kidney disease by the time they're 30, sitting on dialysis units, you know, having oh. to have dialysis essentially is like a artificial um, like kidney that you have yeah. to sit there uh, for quite a bit. Um, like you have to sit there for, say, four to six hours, at least three days a week for most people. Um, you know, this that's, that's the future. Um, wow. And then I also see like weight loss is a huge one. Um, bariatric surgery. So I work with a few surgeons doing their before and after surgery. Um, yeah. I'm starting to see a few more vegans who want weight loss surgery, which is awesome. 
because um, that's definitely kind of a growing area. Um, there's people that, you know, they need that. Like I said, you know, with the statistics mm. that shows 98% of people who lose weight gain it back within two years. Um, I, I, I do think it's awesome. Um, and uh, like the, the thing is like, you know, people go get the surgery, but then they want to go plant-based and I'm there to help, help them on that journey. Um, and then eating disorders as well, I do a lot of. I seriously, I see pretty much most medical conditions I generally see. Um, diet Ooh. plays, a, and people, I, I think people don't really realize diet plays a huge role in the majority of conditions that we see in Australia today. And, you know, a lot of the diseases that people tend to be dying from, so heart disease, you know, one Australian dies every 12 minutes from heart disease and it's preventable. Um, and, mm. you know, diabetes, high cholesterol, high, a lot of these things are prevented, but are like a preventable by, by mm. diet and, you know, exercise as well. Um, and and, and that, know, is, that is hugely frustrating for me. It would be both frustrating and as you, and also, as you said earlier, it's sad as well because um, yeah. it's not just the person themselves that's affected. It's the expansion, uh, the flow-on effect from, you know, their family members, their kids, their their parents, their, you know, they're just... Um, their friends, everyone that's connected with them is affected in some way, you know, it's their, and, and, and their quality of life for them personally, their ability to do things, to, to be happy in life, to be able to work effectively, to be able to maintain good relationships and, and you know, even something that maybe we would take for granted like travelling on a holiday or something yeah. becomes something that's very hard or impossible for somebody to do that's in a position where they need to be on dialysis uh, three times a week or, or you know some other thing you know it's just exactly exactly and, and look the thing is from the outside people don't look sick you know a lot of yeah, these right. conditions you know they look healthy or they look normal you know they yeah. you know it's yeah. very hard to you know say oh you you know you, you can't tell what's going on inside yeah yeah, that's that's until sometimes what until it's almost too late. Mm, exactly, exactly, and that's that's the thing is you know often it if, if people aren't provided the education and you know if see I think the thing is for me I see a different side of things because my partner's a teacher um, at right. a quite low socioeconomic school, so I, I actually understand things from that like what's actually happening in the lower like in the like from a grassroots perspective you know if yeah. kids like you can't expect kids to know like have any nutrition knowledge if their parents aren't there or available or don't have yeah. any nutrition knowledge at all yes. how could they pass it on to the kids so it's not so much a it's not a, it's it's not really an individual responsibility individual responsibility perspective it's a, our entire health system and education system is completely broken and the it is ridiculous the wait times to get into hospitals and the public health system mm. and you know i was having a rant about this the other day at the vegan expos like even to see a dietitian under medicare you have to get something called a chronic disease management plan to be eligible for the medical re medicare rebate so right. what this means is the people that can access me are always the people that already have the chronic diseases right. they, they they have to actually have something they can't see me if they want to prevent those chronic diseases um and that kind of you know means that you know they're already sick and everything like that yes you can kind of reverse it depending on how far it's progressed mm. but mm. it also means that the people that can see dietitians privately so like paying yeah. you know are the people that can afford it which are generally a bit higher socioeconomic so it kind of wipes out that lower level of society and you know or like yeah. lower income of society <clears throat> so you know there's all these there's like health is not just like a you know there's not one answer to it there's you know schools there's you know the fact that we have convenience stuff at the tip of our fingers like i live in an apartment in the city and there is so many uber eats drivers that just wow. deliver like at our doorstep all the time and yeah. it's just like and you know we drive more we don't walk as much you know there's just yes. that uh, there was an interesting study the other day it was a talking about obesity rates in i can't remember what country what it was but the only time that country the the obesity rate dropped was when they went through a famine um because they had all uh -huh, like yes. none, none of this stuff so you know there's you yeah. know it's, yeah, there's, there's so many, I could talk about for hours about all the issues of Australian society. 
Well, as you say, it's 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 a broken system, and but but you know, one thing is that people like yourself are doing the best you can to try and restore some balance to it and to help give people quality of life. And you know, I I really appreciate that there are people like you doing that, and I think uh, a lot of respect to you for doing that. So thank you so much <laughs> for doing thank that. You. And um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start winding up now as we come to the end of the hour. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I'll just see, uh, I think we've got all the comments here. Let me just check. I haven't missed any. No. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to tag uh, you and your um, your um, business, Plant Nutrition and Wellness, uh, in the live stream. It's not tagged currently, but I will, after it's finished, I'll edit it. So that people can get in touch with you if they want to get in touch yes. with you and, and find awesome. out uh, how you can help them. And um, was there a, a, any a final uh, word of advice you wanted to give or are you all good? Eat more plants. I love it. I love it. Okay, yeah, it's a good note to go out on. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. The biggest <laughs> that's thing. Great. Thank, I want to thank you so much for uh, t- taking your time out to um, chat with, with me and, and I hope that uh, it's, it's helped some people that are watching as well. Um, and talking about which this episode will be on YouTube hopefully by tomorrow night and um, also uh, I will be back in two weeks time um, oh and we've got a final comment there from David saying missed out on the live stream need to start from the beginning okay <laughs> good yeah. on you so um, <laughs> yes yeah, it's been great chatting with you Keith. it's been really fantastic So, um, and thank you for everyone that's been watching and uh, remember guys to live vegan and save lives (laughs) and uh, yes, all very good. You didn't even need to practice. I like that. We didn't even rehearse that. (laughs) And um, I'll see, see everyone in two weeks time. Good night, everyone. Thank you for watching.